So tonight's reading, uh, and I'm going to ask you all to stand. This is from, the, from Luke, and uh, this is Luke chapter 3. This is entitled, uh, verses 1 through 14, John the Baptist prepares the way. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate, being governor of Judea, and Herod, being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Eturia, and Traconius, and Licinius, Tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Ananias and Caiaphas. And the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall become straight, and the rough places shall become level ways, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. He said, therefore, to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father, for I tell you, God is able to from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, does not bear good fruit, is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then shall we do? And he answered them, Whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none, and whoever has food is to do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized, and he said to them, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than you are authorized to do. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what shall we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or by false accusations, and be content with your wages. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So there's an old Nike shirt that people used to wear. Uh, I guess that they don't make this one anymore. They've changed it. Uh, did anybody see the old shirt? It used to say, um, always prepping. Now, they changed it now. It's always repping, you know, like lifting weights or doing things over and over. Anybody seen these shirts? Well, I Googled it. I found an old one from, like, Baylor University, somebody selling on eBay. I was like, oh, yeah, that's always, always prepping. And I'm like, I don't normally think, you know, a, a company like Nike would have something uh, wise to say, but, well... That's really what Christians are always doing. We're always prepping. We are always preparing for the Lord. And this text tonight is from uh, John quotes Isaiah 40. And it's about him actually not only fulfilling this, but then pointing to the one who will fulfill the rest of it, which is Jesus. And it says, uh, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, that's John, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall become straight, and the rough places shall become level ways, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. This was the reason John was born. He was there to prepare the way of the Lord. He was the last Old Testament prophet. God had been silent for over 400 years, and all of a sudden this well, crazy-looking dude out in the desert starts proclaiming these prophecies from God, saying, and it's being fulfilled in this time. He is the one who bridges the gap 
between the Old and the New Testaments. He is, well, he's doing what he was commanded to do by God. And the symbolic way of him being actually in the wilderness by the Jordan doing this is fulfilling that too. Now, how about the wilderness now? Are we in a wilderness? Well, you could say the things that separate us, that keep us away. Well, we have this barrier of sin. That's a problem. And we're wandering in this, I don't know, alien world with a weird culture that is, well, it seems like a wilderness sometimes. Now, the, the Greek construction here on prepare the way is, it's got kind of a dual meaning. It's like prepare completely, but it's also to go on making or to keep doing it. So it's like complete and always doing it. So as Christians, we're always prepping, as in it's something that needs to be done and maintained. Like uh, anybody know Level B roads? You never seen a Level B road? Make the road straight. Um, what happens with the Level B road after a while? That's the ones they don't send the maintainers down anymore. If you're if you're a city folk, anybody? And what happens with those things? They get they just get grown over, right? They kind of get consumed by nature. And there's a maintenance that needs to be done with them. Now, this road or this path that needs to be created, the straight path to the Lord, is not one that we make. The road is not built by us. The road is completely built by God. God comes to us. In fact, the Lord will come to John to be baptized later. And this is a complete gospel thing. Not only by the power of the Holy Spirit does God make faith in our hearts, but Jesus is the one who makes the way for us to be saved, to take us from the wilderness to home. This is the prepping that we're doing. Now, such preparation is, uh, well, it's very spiritual. And what do we do every Sunday here? We do confession and absolution, right? Well, Luther has a very good quote about this. It says, such preparation is spiritual. It consists in the deep conviction and confession that you are unfit, a sinner, poor, damned, and miserable with all the works you are able to do. Yep. There's no chance of us building a road to God. He comes to us. And how does he come to us? Well, we saw little Charlotte get baptized Sunday, right? Came to her through the water and the word. We enjoy the Lord's Supper here. He comes to us, Jesus' very body and blood. And he comes to us through his, his, the, the word proclaimed as well. So what prepares the way for the Lord? It's not our efforts that prepare the way. It's God's effort. It's what Jesus has done for you and for me. He prepares the way. And he walks that path, that straight path to the cross. And he sacrifices himself to make the way for that once for all sacrifice to make us right with God. This is that Christmas gift that we, well, keep on getting, don't we? It was then, it was imparted to us in the word, in baptism. It's 
something that we continually walk in. And confession absolution, I think, every Sunday reminds us, I'm not worthy. This is a complete gift from God. And the road that's been built has been built by God to me. And I thank and I praise him for that. That is the forgiveness that we receive all the time. Now, John the Baptist, I don't think he would play well in modern-day America here. (laughs) Verse 7, he said, therefore, to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Why'd you all show up tonight, right? It's like, no, that would be, that seems very uh, unsatisfactory as far as, like, people who came out to be baptized. Well, the word had spread. People knew about John. They're all coming out. But who's the ones he's yelling at? Well, he's calling the brood of vipers the religious leaders who are not there to repent and be forgiven because they don't think they need it. He's the one who's calling them out. Do you know of anybody else that's like that? Do you know anybody who doesn't think they need forgiveness? They're a good person. They're kind, especially this time of year, right? They're extra kind. They have this wonderful, awful need that they don't recognize. They don't see themselves as a sinner. I uh, had a, I was looking at a Scientific America study recently. And what these researchers are trying to figure out, are people by nature good or are they bad? So they thought, you know what? If people's first intuition is to do the good thing or the nice thing and be selfless, well, then that means they're, they're good. And so they did these experiments, several experiments, different ones, where people had a choice. And they wanted them to choose quickly because they wanted it to be their intuition, their natural inclination. And they're like, you know what? We're finding out people are choosing to be nice to each other. And then after they think about it for a while, then they start getting selfish. <laughs> now, the study I kept reading, of course, and then the study did admit, obviously it's an experiment, there's flaws in it, One of the flaws was they found out the people who are intuitively wanting to help someone right off the bat were people who had benefited from others being cooperative with them their whole lives. There was the correlation between those types of people. And then I'm like, so eventually when people think about it, they start thinking of themselves, which proves they're good? (laughs) Like, I think that actually shows we're bad our natural inclination is towards ourselves, that we are by nature sinful and unclean, that we can't do the right things all the time. And as Lutherans, we understand that it's this thing that we can't escape. It's in the world, it's in our flesh, it's, some, it's the waters we're swimming in. There's no escaping the sin problem. But still there's people who don't think there's a sin problem. But then you go to a funeral, and you and I know The consequence of sin is death. Our bodies will fail. I don't know a bigger reason to go, something is not right here. So um, 
The God is the one who says, I'm going to make the road. And then, he, then, he said, then John says, bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able to make these stones raise up children for Abraham. So number one, bear fruit in repentance. And number two, don't think you deserve it because of who you are. <laughs> Just because of, I'm a pastor, I'm no better off than anybody else, right? I'm just as depraved as the rest of you. There's no difference there. If God needed people, he could just make a rock and make a person. He could do that. He doesn't need you, but he wants you. He loves you, and he sacrifices himself for you. And then the crowds ask him, all right, great, what are we supposed to do? And he tells them, like, you know, don't be a jerk. <laughs> don't, don't sin. Don't take money. Uh, be satisfied with what you have. If you've got stuff, give to people who need it. Follow the commands. And why do we follow the commands? Because they're the best thing for our neighbors, which is why we follow them. And this following of the commands always brings us back to I don't follow the commands, which then means I need to remind myself of the gospel that my identity is not based on how good or bad I am to somebody else, that I can't earn my way to heaven, that this is a free gift, and this free gift I've received, everybody deserves this. God died for everybody, even those who hate him. He died for them, and he atones for the sins of the world, and all who are baptized and believe receive this wonderful gift of eternal life. Yes, as Christians, we should always be prepping. Every time we come here for the Lord's Supper, you hear the gospel when you pray, when you do help your neighbor, when you do follow the commands. You are doing this ongoing work that God has started already in you. He made the road, and he's saying, walk, <laughs> be my people, follow my commands. And when you screw up, I'm here to pick you up and keep pointing you in the right direction until the last day. So I think during this Christmas season, as we are waiting, anybody prepping for Christmas at all right now? Any, any preppers out there? Yeah, everybody's prepping. You're getting gifts, you're getting the plans. There's tons of preparations to be made for Christmas, which are fun and awesome and stressful at the same time, mostly for my wife because I'm not the guy who preps very well. But, but really, we are prepping every time we turn to the Lord. Every time we confess and are forgiven. Every time we read his word. Every time we pray. Every time we remind ourselves of the gospel. When we tell somebody else about the gospel. Remind yourself this Christmas that you do not have to wait Salvation has already come to you. It has come to me. It has come in the person of Jesus Christ. Yes, we look forward to his second coming, and we are preparing for that last day. But right now, we already have the best gift today. So yes, continue to prep. <laughs> continue to get ready for Christmas. But also be reminded that you have everything you need and more right now in Christ. Amen. Will you stand and pray with me? Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of your Son.
Um, he's the one who has prepared us. And he prepares good works before us. Uh, as God's people, I just pray that you would will point us in the right direction uh, to bear good fruit. It is your fruit that is borne out, not ours. And that this world might know who and what we are because of your son, Jesus. So I, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the faithful that are gathered here. Watch over them. Uh, remind them that they have everything they need in, and more in you. Amen. Receive the benediction. Lord, bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Have a Merry Christmas. <laughs>